everyone. Welcome to the Laptop Monkey Music Show. Everyone, hi, Desert Queen. Ryan Garney, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you'd be on. I'm newer, I'm newer to digging your music and probably um, over the course of the past year. I've been really digging you guys. And you guys have a, a new split out also, it looks like. Yeah, I really I appreciate that. Yeah. Talk about that. And you're on tour with uh, Sasquatch. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we've had, it's been a good run, uh, even though we kind of, we're still kind of, we still consider ourselves being pretty new to all this because we kind of formed 2020 and right when the world shut down. So we've just kind of really been getting going when we, when we can. And uh, yeah, we, we just released a split with our good friends, uh, Blue Heron. Uh, they're out of Albuquerque. Um, we got a chance to play some shows with those guys and we connected and just hit it off. Really good guys, really good musicians. And, uh, Jad, their front man, approached me about the potential of releasing a split with them. And I, I, I we jumped at the opportunity because uh, we definitely uh, love what they're doing. And uh, ironically, we had three songs that didn't make our debut record that yeah. we still we're still very happy about. Uh, they just, you know, time constraints on vinyl these days. So they did. They just were on the cutting the, the cutting board floor and. Um, we're happy to get a chance to use those songs uh, so they can see the light of day. I'm going to say it's interesting. I want to step back in the middle, step back to being in a band because it's pretty neat how fast you guys got together. But I want to, on a side note, when we're talking about this, is splits nowadays, I think for a while before vinyl was picking up, a split was kind of weird because there wasn't really much to split on because it wasn't much physical product because obviously everything was digital. So a split on digital is nothing. It's, it's just a shared <laughs> thing. Yeah. So now, but now with vinyl being bigger again, it, it actually supports doing splits again more without it looking as, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's interesting because, because I've discovered quite a few bands on splits. Um, I think back in the day, uh, maybe late 90s, early 2000s, I, I kind of got into the whole split thing because you'd find them on, you know, it was CDs or whatever, right. or right. Uh, it was kind of before the, you know, well, it was clearly before the digital explosion of like streaming music. And ironically, one of the first splits I ever found um, was Nebula and Lowrider that um, Jad from Blue Heron, his, yeah. he, has, he has record labels now. Uh, he's, he's in charge of Blue's Funeral. Uh, he's he's uh, involved in Magnetic Eye Records and, of course, also involved in Ripple. But at the time, I, the name escapes me, the, the label he had at the time, but he actually is the one that put that together and it's like oh, really? so it's like kind of all come full circle and i didn't know that until i was on a different podcast with him and he's talking about it and my mind was blown but yeah <laughs> the, the, the splits are it's cool and i i, I kind of i really dig what ripple's doing with the turn to stone idea of kind of just pairing these mm -hmm. up-and-coming bands um that uh you know have just kind of started to make maybe make a name for themselves or are still trying and um and it's pretty cool and we were really lucky to be uh we're we're chapter eight we're the eighth installment of their turn to split series really and i've i've heard some a lot of rumors of uh, what's to come on those splits so it's it's really cool what they're what they're doing i think it's great i think it's it's, it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of stupid this is a nerd to me like sci-fi you like to do like a slingshot and it's space like we're out of fuel if we do this rotational slingshot, it's like, I always think like when Van does a split, like it's slingshots to like it keep propelling each other to a newer audience. And then that thing kind of helps. Like, you know what I mean? If you do yeah, it right. It's, it's exactly it's what of, it does. 
and we we realize that as a band you know like um it it's kind of like a, a sample right so people got to get a taste of what we are maybe some people you know who got it to hear to listen to blue heron uh because we think we mix well, well we'll we'll dig what we're doing and vice versa you know we're we're all about elevating the scene yeah. as as much as trying to elevate ourselves and uh it was interesting. I was listening to a good friend of mine. You mentioned Sasquatch earlier. Uh, yeah. Talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Craig Riggs, the, the drummer of Sasquatch, and he sings in um, Kind and uh, sang in Roadsaw. Uh, talking to him about how when we were all doing music, starting doing music, you know, back for me about 20 years ago, for him even more yeah. so, uh, it was all about getting that that record contract. That's like what it was all about. Man, mm -hmm. you just get that and we're set. Well, that's kind of gone now because that getting a record contract doesn't do, I mean, it's cool. It, it helps you distribute your music and it gives you like the, the reputation, but it's not what it once was where you're signing a contract and you're getting all this money and stuff. Right. And uh, so it's just, it's, it's, it's become this elevating of everybody in the scene is what we really, is what you'd like to do. It's not about the competition of like, I, I want to get that contract before they do or whatever. It's all about, being a big family uh, of, of musicians and the split really brings it together because you're being released with another band and you kind of become a part of this whole turn to, to stone uh, series of all the other bands that have been involved and all that to come. It just, it just makes the family grow. And I, and I, I love that. That's yeah. something I'm, I'm huge about. So I, when Jad asked me, it was a no brainer. I was like, I really want to be a part of this. Well, I think splits only work with genres that help themselves like you got the early the will the desert or stoner rock and you got the punk and you got the metal those are the scenes that are do it yourself and they all, a lot of the music overlaps i mean a lot of people are just fans of all the same music but i'm saying if you do it on the genre like top 40 mm -hmm. can't do that because no one's going to do a pink song against a madonna song not even for right. friends or not just because financially it wouldn't make sense correct now and they wouldn't want to, and maybe maybe those artists get along, but I'm saying you wouldn't want to do, and there may have been one or two big artists that may have done this. I think maybe like Zombie may have done something with Cooper, like, you know what I'm saying? But but overall, right. artists are not going to do that in that field. They have their own camps and whatever. Whereas the, the, the genre you're in, you know, it is very family. Like I talked, I, I just talked to the, the singer from Sasquatch on, not that long ago, maybe end of last year I had him on. Good old Keith. You know, yeah, he's fun. Mm -hmm. I had a good talk with him. He, um, but, but the point is, it, it's all very family-oriented with you guys, you know, which is nice. You talk to one artist and they help the other one out. Um, but it's, it's great. It's great because that trickles over to, even when you go to the show, I swear the, the metal fans or the stoner fans or whatever, the yeah. hard rock fans, they, they all look scary, but they're the most inviting, nice. Well, it, it is the nicest group of people you're going to find they understand that the bands are working and that they are going to support and buy merch. And it's just, it's a whole, it's a beautiful thing, man. As soon as high desert queen got going, cause I had never really been in a, a band and I had bands way back. Like I'm talking way back when I was in college um, and like kind of like grunge rock bands that I was playing in that, you know, we just were fun in the, in the, at the time. And we were, we yeah. did well in San Antonio and the Texas area, but that's going to fizzled out. But as soon as Hydrogen Queen kind of got go going, um, when we could start playing live shows again, uh, immediately I saw the scene and how it reacts to each other. And then I got it all of a sudden, I'm meeting like heroes of mine 
uh, like the Sasquatch Boys, who I've listened to. Yeah. I, I consider them top top one of my top five favorite bands of all time. And then yeah, I, I meet them at a random show. I was at Psycho Las Vegas. Uh, just one of the bands to see was them. I I flew out there with my wife uh, and my brother. We were like, hey, yeah. we got to go see, we got to see Sasquatch. I can't wait. And I ended up talking to them, and they recognized me from the music video we had just released, uh, Mountain versus the Quake. And uh, we got to talking, and it was one of those like, hey man, we should tour together. I'm like, cool, that would be amazing. Yeah. Never thinking, never thinking that's gonna like come to light. Maybe if, I was like, ah, empty gesture, but still feels really cool to hear it. And then no. Oh, few months later cast hits me up like hey so uh what dates are good for you and i was like oh man we're we're, do we're doing this you know and and then it trickles over to uh playing festivals here in texas and together with all these bands and meeting another hero of mine mario lolly from fatso jetson and and yawning man and then them asking us to do a tour together in october last october and then here we just we just did a six-week tour with with them in in uh in europe and wow. it's it's just been it's, it's pretty good for a new band too, because it's. I think one of the things that's hard, and and and, and we'll see at a huge, huge level, especially being a band your size, and even Sasquatch, like you need to tour to to support yourself. And if you don't right. tour, you it's really because there's no money in albums anymore besides merch. So nope. At this point, after COVID, kind of bands were touring steady or on and off, doing okay. Sometimes they do like on and off day jobs, but then COVID came and it kind of killed everybody. So a lot of artists have been struggling to go back on the road again because they had to take day jobs. And I think they're afraid to give them up or have jobs that are that flexible. Yeah. And and a, I, that's a good I thing. You're getting a lot of offers right now. Yeah, it's been, it's like I said, we've been very, very fortunate. And I, I think that we're also very fortunate that we're in a place that we can um, do this. Like we're like, hey, let's go. Let's take this tour. I mean, six weeks, we did 34 shows in 36 days in Europe. That was insane. I mean, it was... <laughs> It was the most exhausting, fun thing I've ever done. You know, like it was, it was crazy, um, but we were able to do it. We're all in a position where we're able to do it. Um, we weren't, we weren't sure how it was going to work out financially, but it worked out very, very well to be able to split with uh, another band like um, Fatso Jetson and Mario, yeah. who's been doing it for decades. So I'm just like taking notes from the master and how to, to make it. this to make this work, you know, and, and, uh, but we're all, we have jobs that allow us to do certain things, you know, taking that kind of time off from work. It's, it's a lot, but yeah. like my full-time job is I'm a teacher. So I have summers off. And so I, I did take the last month off of school, which I had to go uh, tell my principal I was doing this. And he was just kind of like, excuse me, you're doing what? But I had all, like, my, I had PTO days at a crew and he's like, yeah, man, go for it. So it was cool. And, and like, uh, it's hard. Cause it's going to come to a point now, the more success we get, you can be like, kind of with it yeah i know it, how long it, you been a teacher it, for how long you been a teacher for 20 years now oh you're in a good year on the road you'll be like the burnout from being a teacher you're like i'm ready to go on the road i'm done oh believe me i am always ready to go on the road so i mean basically like when these bands are asking yeah. we even sasquatch just just we would have we said yes before we had dates you know and then it just all happened we went on a two-week run with them and one of them was over spring break. So I had those days off, you know, as a teacher. So it was fine. But then my guitar player, uh, he has his own uh, business. And then, um, and, his, and, his, and our bass player is his daughter and she works for him. So they're able to kind of work that out. And then our, my drummer is a full-time musician. So this is what he does. So, uh, he's a studio work uh, musician. And, um, and then of course we, we pay on the road. So it works out. 
it's important. I think people need to understand that because and I, I, I drill this and I say every, every, almost every episode because hopefully just newer, different influxes that artists aren't just sitting on a bus anymore. And that went away a long time ago to begin with, and that's kind of the show started. But these artists are, are juggling schedules and, you know, it's not even a profit at the time, if any. It's more about eating bad food just to play your music on the road. So if they're out there, you want to go out and see them. You want to buy the shirt. Absolutely. The, the profit is so small off the shirt because the venue gets a hunk of it. It costs to bring the shirt, the gasoline, and tow the shirt. Oh. So much cost. But those, the tiny profit of the shirts and those swag helps. So don't complain. Support your favorite bands, man. I, I just want to put that yeah. out there. Like, it's a hustle well, for an artist nowadays. Yeah, because it's interesting the amount of people that will be like, oh, man, you're going to Europe for six weeks. Like, you did it. You know, and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I did do it. Like, I've, I've always wanted to do this. Well, if I know? break even, I did it as a musician. It's, it's exactly. Really <laughs> and, and, and people are like, you, uh, you still you still going to teach or are you just doing this now? I'm like, well, I, I, I if I want to make any money, I'm going to have to still work. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's how all of it is. And, and going back to your point about like what COVID did to a lot of bands, it's, it's been rough. So the super elite bands, the bands that were filling up arenas, they're still fine. Uh, but those were so few anyway, but the bands that were like the, you know, the 3000 venue to 500 to 3000 venue bands, really hurt because especially they, they make that leap they were they're just starting to make the leap it just knocked them back down like 10 years right because a lot of them you know when you're playing venues like that you can you're not making it rich but you can sustain and right. be a full-time musician uh and then covid forced people to like have to do something else and some of them are like and i, and I've, I some bands have been very forthright i've talked to them about like doing things yeah. like, hey, man, why aren't y'all doing anything anymore and they're like well I had to get a job, a different, I had to do something else. Uh, and then I realized by doing that job, I could, oh, you mean I could be home and spend time with the ones I love and I could- Health insurance. You know, right, exactly. And have insurance and not eat shit gas station food every five seconds, you know? So it's been, it, it, it's interesting. So I think post COVID, you really have to admire the bands that are, that are doing it on the road uh, and the ones that are still doing it. Because for like good examples tonight, I'm going to go see. We got a we got a tour with a band, um, with Fatso Jets in this past six weeks, right, uh, in Europe, and they brought along a guy named Sean Wheeler. If you don't know who he is, look him up. That's real. That's really familiar. Why is it? Why am I thinking this? Well, he, he's in a band called. He's, he's had a punk band for a long time called Throw Rag, and um, he's been all over the place. This guy has done everything. I'm sitting. We're literally playing shows in Germany. And some band played prior, and I'm like, he's like, I'm on their record. Oh wow! He's like, he's been on everything. He's 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 phenomenal. Yeah, I'll look him up. He sounds really really familiar. But I call him like the desert Tom Waits because he's just like, uh, he's amazing. He just but they have, they have a project. So he did some stuff with Fatso Jets, and then it morphed in this project called the Rubber Snake Charmers, which is an all improv, uh, really cool project. And he's just kind of making stuff up. He's kind of like, he's like a preacher up there, man. He's amazing, but. His band Throw Rag is in San Antonio tonight, and I live about 45 minutes to an hour, so we're like, we're going. We're going to go check him out. And he's on tour with the Super Suckers. And the Super Suckers used to be huge, you know? Yeah. And he was honest with us, saying, like, yeah, man, like, he's like, they're going for broke. Like, no, the days of the tour bus are gone. He's in the van, yeah. and we're trying to make this work. And and uh, and you see it, too. When, when you, we tour to the States and other countries, and States is not a – cheap or not a cheap place to tour by any means no i talked to eddie Dern right towards the end when he started to get ready to start writing songs again yeah you know and it's a, a, a haul 
right? And, and you're yeah. writing different albums and you're really trying to work it. You know, not to yeah. bum people out. It's just I want people to realize, you know, if your artists are out there, drive 45 minutes, drive an hour and a half. You'll yep. work tomorrow. I know, but guess what? They have work too when they get done touring because they're, they're not just breaking even. They do it because of the love of music. Yeah, they're so, waking I mean, up the crack of dawn to drive six hours to do it again somewhere else, you know? Because right. people, because a lot of people think too, like, oh, well, you, you get all this. Like when I was in, when we were doing in Europe, I was like, oh, how much did you get to see? I'm like, well, like when I went to all these amazing cities, I saw the bar that we, or the venue that we played. Because people think like you yeah. get there and you don't just show up. We get there, at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon to do a load in and a sound check and then everything else. And then we might have some time to go walk around, maybe. But that's, that's about it. Well, you yeah. get how your energy, how you feel if you're sick in the weather. If you're a singer, you yeah. got to take your voice. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to worry about. And it's not complaining, but it's it's not complaining you know, either because I will do awareness it again right, right now. You know, it's it's just an awareness. The fans aren't thinking that you know. Yeah, but it, the bands are really ripping off the fans or anything. It's not. If you're at that level, the bands yeah. are hustling for you. So yep. you know, just just no, and, I, and it's the most, but it's also the most humbling thing ever when we we like we played a show in in uh, Utrecht, Netherlands, a really cool town outside of uh, Amsterdam, and then we drove you know all over Germany and played all these shows. But we would see a lot of repeat people, oh, really? like people saw us two and three times just on this tour alone um and they would like and they drive two hours to see us and two hours in europe is a long way it's not like i live in texas so everything's two hours away <laughs> that's a walmart but, two hours for you two hours in <laughs> europe is like three countries <laughs> it is it's like different culture different language you have to go through checkpoints everything right so uh it's it's really humbling and it's the it it, it it's it's amazing it, it's such a humbling experience because you can be no matter how tired you get or whatever, it's like, man, there's people here that I remember there'd be nights we're sitting there going, Whew, we did, we, we had a butt kicker hit traffic. About, we were in a van for 11 hours. And by the way, we were two bands in a, in a van together. So it's, it's close quarters and traffic was beating us down. We played a show late the night before and we're driving to Italy and we get there, but it's like, when we're getting out of the van, like we just went through like a, we just got beat down, went through a battle, you know, but it's like, man, we're about to play in a small town in Italy. Yeah. We're, just, we're just a band from Texas. It's like we're about to play in a small town in Italy. They're feeding us amazing Italian food. You know, like I'm about to have some delicious Italian beer. Uh, I'm like, we life is good, man. So you, we, there's there's no complaining about it. It's it is the greatest and most rewarding thing you can do. Even I mean, not financially. That's not if no, you do it it's for like that. Being a sailor, you know. Yeah. Uh, I give up props to uh, Juicy Pearl there. Had talked about how it is, how they're like sailors, you know, especially oh, yeah. like older sailors because we call ourselves pirates. Pirate, well, yeah, I don't know yeah. Pirates, but nowadays, yeah. you, you know, Somali, there's all kinds of crazy things, that, negative part. But the the part is, you know, it, it yeah. is like yeah. you're someone new, and you're and you're not going to be, you know, the sailors. You aren't like wealthy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You yeah. Had a lifetime of story. You journeyed the world. You experienced people in life. You like you were rich with like life. Totally experiences, man. Yeah. That's what life's right. all about. You know, a certain amount of money. I mean, yeah, it's it's great to have insurance and stuff, your family and stuff, and pay your bills. That's good, but you don't need to be like you know, billion dollar museum house and yeah, go nowhere. But oh. yeah, it's, it's it's so it's 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 a sacrifice that you're always willing to make. But it's also a sacrifice on like you know, like my poor wife who who waited at home for six weeks while I was gone. You know, like that's there's stuff like that that yeah, it's tough. But but if you're lucky like me, I've got you know, wife who. Is supporting everything I do. I mean, you mentioned 
your wife help you organize guitars. Heck, my wife bought me, you know, somebody's guitar. Yeah. She's she's all about it, you know. So it's 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 been it's been great. But uh, yeah, there's nothing like getting on the road and touring. And you know, with us being fairly new, it was kind of bold to go to Europe. Uh, we we went last year for the first time, just kind of on a whim. Said, let's just do it. Uh, we'll probably lose our ass, but let's do it. We broke even, so we're like, let's do this again. And when Fatso Jetson called, you don't you don't say no. And uh, so we, we we were very fortunate. Now we know for sure we'll be making a yearly event of it. Maybe twice a year we're going to try and get over uh, wow. to Europe. Uh, it's just we feel like you know we've met we've made so many fans. Like you said, there's no real money in in the in the record sales or anything, right? Um, and so getting out there and selling merch is 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 Jeez. your only way to make money. But it's actually getting out there and and meeting people is the best, the most fun thing for me. I love meeting people. But Europe love, is a good place for me and energy to make money. It, like you, a lot of people, there's a lot of artists, especially in your genre that can um, make full careers and not do anything yeah. in the U S actually, because the bands aren't as big in the U S right. Know? And I don't know if that's a grass is green on their side. It feels it's more exotic. Some people like the desert rock over in Europe and everyone likes European metal. I can't even say because no one really supports the European metal over here either. So yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, weird, right? No one really supports and, much over here, actually. Yeah, exactly. But, All right, but guys, also, sorry, us being American, for whatever reason, like, we, people will tell us, like, yeah, we came down here because we heard you guys are from Texas to come check you out. Feels more authentic. Us, right? right, feels more authentic. Yeah. They respected the fact that we had traveled that far right. uh, to go, which is, which is really cool. Right. But, what are um, they bringing different than what my neighbor's bringing down to the pub tonight? Right, exactly. And there was a lot of that. Like people, we have promoters tell us all the time too, like, oh, we're happy to book an American band when they contact us because it's like, you know, people will come out to, to check it out. There's there's just something about in Europe, especially Germany, there's just yes. a scene. Metal is not dead. Like that's the thing still. So people of all ages, of all genders are going to see a metal show in in Germany. Uh, of someone they've never heard of. That's still it's just a thing that they do. And and as a band, the hospitality over there is totally different. They they usually the accommodations are included. Uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna feed us. They're gonna give us, you know, uh, drink beer and usually and, and, and beverages and stuff. Where like in the States it's like, all right, so uh, we close at midnight, here's your two drink tickets get off the stage and get out of here, you know, not everywhere, yeah. but I'm saying gen generalizing, uh, it can be that way. And so it's, it's different. Not, it's not deterring us from touring in the U S we, right. we start a, no, but, it is, but they don't, they don't, they don't starting a up, tour in another week, another, well, at the end of this month, we're going to tour, uh, we're, we're going to do a brewery and dive tour. We're going to play primarily breweries and, and taste as much delicious beer as we can along the way. And actually going to film a documentary about it. It'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. One of the things, and because we jumped around a little bit, so, so people know you guys have a new uh, split out, but and split outs are great because it's a family thing. So it's, it's like you, if you like this music, you like this music. It's not like you're getting like Deep Purple split and like the next band is actually a copy of Deep Purple, like in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I love Deep Purple. I'm saying you wouldn't do that. That wouldn't make sense. But this is like when, if you like this band, you'll like this band, even though they sound totally different. Correct. Yeah, and that's from telling people that they like that because that's how it turns into music, but it's, it's weird in a family type of uh, musical gene. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys got together really fast. If we could just touch on that in the time we have cool. left, because like you guys, really fast. I know you guys probably were all billion bands for a million years doing other stuff. This just happened to be the one band that just lit on fire, probably the fastest. Yeah, it's it's been, it's been a ride, and I don't. There's really no way to define it. 
Like, I don't know exactly. Like, I, I have a lot of people uh, and other bands that are, like, starting out. But, man, how did you guys – how are you guys touring Europe? How are you guys playing this festival? How, there's really no secret to it. Um, I think you – you obviously have to deliver a pretty good product, and I'm I'm very lucky as a as a front man that I've got three beasts playing behind me, uh, uh, with me on this on stage. They're they're incredible musicians, and um, I think that there's no real secret other than the fact that we are not afraid to work. Uh, like for example, we're gonna get on the road, we're gonna play, we're gonna play that crappy venue in front of eight people because it's what we love to do, you know. Yeah. And then, and then. Um, we we're fortunate to 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 network with bands like 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 we like I mentioned Sasquatch and Fato Jetson and and um and different bands like and now we're up we've become good friends with a bunch of bands we truly respect overseas like uh Dozer and Greenleaf and Lowrider and bands like that that were in and a band called Galpa that if you haven't heard check them out we're all we're all talking about playing shows together uh, overseas we're just like man how's this happening i don't know we're just gonna keep riding it until people are sick of hearing us and so we're just we're just going with it and um we i i feel like you know i feel like our live show is really really fun mm -hmm. uh we i think we put on a pretty good show live and i think that that's what's kind of like i think it's why we like playing live so much because we we love it we just not we enjoy it and i think people see that and they respect that and then um we just keep getting asked to come back and play different places and and we're fortunate enough to say yes a lot because we have the time to be able to do it or, we, or really what we do is we make time um uh and, and just i don't know there's no really recipe for it but the 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 rise has been good and and, and it's actually growing and growing i think we, we played some big festivals uh this past year that put us in front of like you know several thousand people uh, at one time and and the feedback we got was phenomenal and and uh, we're ready to go back and do different things like that again and now we're getting calls about certain shows here in in uh, the states too which is great and we just like we got back from tour and we we were right in the studio we just recorded another record we we, we rap we didn't rap but we finished about 90 percent of it a few a days ago and full record full record full length yeah full length record what, we're gonna we're gonna for? have too much music again what are you looking do for what? a release? What are you looking for a release? Uh, perfect world. Music world isn't perfect, but we're thinking uh, third quarter, spring, early summer, 2024. 20, okay. Wow. And so we'll, you guys I, be I, pushing it for Christmas. Our fourth yeah, quarter. No, we're going to have it. We'd like to have it that uh, because we're going to do another tour, uh, a, a Europe tour again next year. But we also have plans to do, uh, we're going to do an acoustic record. Basically, yeah. we're paying homage to our live and like basically it's gonna be live and unplugged, like the old bands that we really respected, like Alice in Chains, the Stone Cold yeah. Pilots, those bands used to do. And uh, we're gonna do one inside a cave. It's gonna be really cool um, here in Texas, and we're gonna record it live, and that's gonna be released uh, ideally this year. So we couldn't release release. So uh, looks like we'll push the full length back until the early 2024. That's interesting. And, and, and as somebody just uh, recording, the idea of recording in a cave could be almost, it sounds cool from the outside, but it sounds like, a, um, like it could be a nightmare. It could very well be, except that I toured this cave. I was just there with my wife. We're just checking it out. And there's this big open room and uh, it's, it's called uh, Longhorn Caverns. It's, it's just north of Austin. And um, 
they were like, yeah, this used to be a speakeasy uh, back in prohibition days. People would sneak in here and they'd have bands play. And I was like, oh, cool. It's like, and I'm so I'm sitting there going, hello, and hearing the reverb and stuff. I'm like, wow, it sounds great in here. I'm like, yeah, you could people rent it out for like weddings and parties. And I just went light bulb. And so we're gonna rent it out to 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 play a show. That's awesome. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a real good uh, good idea. Something so unique, place, I think. It'll be fun. So you're gonna try to sneak it out between between albums before your next album. Yeah, I'll we'll put that up. Put that up between because that'll it'll be acoustic versions of what of our first record, Tears of the Black Moon, uh, mm -hmm. and maybe some, and some songs from the split for, uh, as well, and and probably some new stuff that we have acoustically that we'll we'll, we'll do. Oh, that's good. So actually, so people that are new to you, there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a new you listen to the first album, which is not that old. It's just you know like a year or two ago. The right, split, which is, right. The split that has three songs on it. Acoustic album. New, new, new versions will be coming out hopefully around Christmas. It's just not that far away. And then before we know it, next year, new other album. So yeah, you guys are going strong. It's good because I mean, you guys get talent and everything. It's all about you know sometimes it's just who you are, luck, combination, your sound. It's like a lot of unknown factors. You know, yeah. you guys are hitting it while it's iron's hot. I mean, you guys, I don't know. It's awesome. You guys got propelled fast. Yeah, uh, thank you. And it's really exciting right now because, like I said, we are fairly new. Anybody who's in a band understands that. Two and a half years is not really anything. Yeah. Uh, and um, we've kind of hit our groove as to who we are. And we understand each other better. First record that we wrote essentially was the guitar player and I writing that record. We had been playing with previous members and it wasn't working out. And then I moved and we were three hours apart from each other. And and he would kind of send me a riff and I would put a vocal melody back. We kind of cut it up. And then we literally yeah. kind of hired our drummer and got a buddy of mine to play bass for the record. And the drummer was like, I dig this. We're all in, and then we got uh, our guitar player's daughter. And so this this record we have right now is the first record where we feel like we wrote in the room together. Nobody wrote it in front of a computer, and the energy is just oh, it's great. We we just recorded it live, no click tracks, no no punch ins. We were like we were pretty tight from coming off the tour, so we were like, hey, we're gonna record this. We want it to sound as much as it's, we sound like live as possible and big drum sounds and big it just it's we're very excited very happy. about it and so it seems like yeah. you guys are coming in hot uh I was on, on social media I was, I was reading it with on instagram you guys are sharing parts of it and there's clips of the, of the tour on youtube up there sounding good so it's you know there's a lot of stuff out there right now uh where can yeah. people see reach you guys do you like want is it usually better to go to your website uh yes yeah, so we do have a website the hydrogenqueen.com it's cool it kind of has everything that's uh about everything hiders or queen involved on there um I will say that we update that every month or a couple of weeks or so. So uh, Instagram and Facebook, you know, that, that has like the day-to-day -day what's yeah. going on, you know, stuff like that for sure. Um, but has, the links for everything's on there though. On the web, If you go to the website, you can go everywhere else from there. Everywhere. Yeah. Basically, what's, what's good about the website it has everything. Our YouTube links, our music links, our right. Instagram, our Facebook, everything. Tour, merch. Tour for making merch. Tour. You can say merch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, that'll be the link that, that's the link people will see underneath the show you click on that and then from there you guys can have fun go down the, the rabbit hole yourselves awesome, the, link, the, the link will be there i want to thank yeah. you for being on the show man awesome man i really appreciate you having me uh i i hope to be on again at some point yeah. we, can, we can talk yeah. about the continued rise or something i want yeah. to hear the album we can do the acoustic so let me know you got my email we'll, we'll connect uh, sounds like a plan man. i really appreciate it all right man thank you you have a good day